I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But then you hit record and you're out the door anyway. Our whole relationship is a CD skipping away. Crush on Ray. Welcome to Crush on Radio. How you doing? Uh, you asking us or the listeners? Um, well, the listeners can't talk back, so I guess I'm asking you. Uh, I'm good. I'm okay. I, I, I'm not feeling super well, but I'm a trooper, especially because I think we've pushed this episode off like two times already. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, got to get it done because, uh, you know, I know Andrew really wants to talk up this uh, some some band that he, he he's into, like San uh. Fairman. I can't wait. Without without Furman, I don't know. <laughs> be without Furman, it's pretty good. I I know it means Saint Furman. Saint Furmin. Apparently, it's pronounced San Furmin, which I'm not really a fan of. But but in the track, I forget what track it's mentioned on, but it's it's definitely San Furmin. So I don't know. Well, the the real Saint Furmin is pronounced that way, and I guess the bands because they're a band is because they don't have the uh, the accent on the I. They don't, but I feel like they should because they're so eclectic and wonderful. But on the band's website, on the about page, it does say the name is pronounced San Fermin. Then you have to have the accent. Oh, well, we got to save it. Um, well, actually, no. Um, <laughs> my, you might as well go first. Mine as well. Um, so in case the listeners have not gathered uh, what we're talking about, uh, my pick this week is the self-titled debut album from a band called San Fermin, S-A-N space F-E-R-M-I-N, uh, spelled just like the town in Spain, I believe, that hosts the Running of the Bulls. And, yeah, the uh, Running of the Bulls is uh, Pamplona, isn't it? Yeah, Pamplona. Is it? I don't know. I thought, because um, I always Wikipedia San Fermin like, on a daily basis to see if they have a Wikipedia page yet, and it always redirects me to the town, the festival of San Fermin, is in the city of Pamplona. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So it's a festival. My mistake. They um, lost their own. Notes. Um, but yeah. So this record, I forget when it came out. It came out uh, probably a couple months ago now. But it is. Uh, it's self-titled um, record. It has a picture of a bull on the cover, uh, and a beautifully done illustration. And um, I don't even remember how I heard about this. No, I do. I heard about it um, through a message board. The message board that I've been a member of for. 12 years or whatever and uh people were raving about this record and i i um decided to give it a whirl and um it just really it kind of blew me away but it was a gradual blowing away um it's because it's a very sort of uh i don't want to this word is very overused but it is really an epic record in my opinion it, just in the terms of scope i mean it's 17 tracks um, none of which are particularly long. The longest is Daedalus, and that's 544. Um, but it's a really sort of, it really kind of strikes me, and, and it kind of goes along with the album art and the, the band's website uh, and everything, but it's really like this this landscape of an album, and it's just like so kind of pastoral and and like gorgeous and, and luscious and, and everything, and it's really kind of defies 
words. But so the album is uh, 17 tracks, and it is composed by a guy whose website I just pulled up um, by a guy named Ellis Ludwig Leon. Um, I'll put his website in the show notes. But he is the composer, and he, I think, wrote all the music. And he is 24 years old, which kind of blows my mind because, number one, it makes me feel like I haven't done anything with my life. Uh, and number two, it's just astounding like how um, such a creative, comprehensive, like really musical masterpiece can come from one person's brain. Um, and I'm incredibly jealous. Um, so I guess I should pick one to play for the listeners. Uh, so in that case... Um, I'm going to pick Sunsick, which I think is the first single. It's track five, and it has the greatest popularity on iTunes right now. So we'll play some of that for the folks now. So that song is probably, I think it, like I said, I think it's the first single and it is probably one of the more accessible. And um, what I was trying to say back at the beginning was that it took a few listens for me to really absorb this album just because it is so massive in scope. And, you know, you play the first track, Renaissance, and and it didn't, when I first listened to it, like, it didn't really hit me right away. I was like, okay, this is going to be a very artsy sort of piano driven, you know, very, he's got, um, there are two uh, really vocal presences. There's a, a baritone male vocalist. I forget his name at the moment. I should know that. And there are, um, I think, two female vocalists. Um, and they kind of go back and forth. So it kind of remi- reminds me of Love This Giant in that way. Um, and so I, I started listening to it and it didn't really hit me right away. And it just kind of, I kind of thought I was going to know what to expect. And it was just kind of kind of be this artsy sort of um, thing. And the more I listened to it, the more. I fell in love with it. Like every time I listen to this record, like there's something more wonderful about it that I didn't recognize before. And I feel like every time I listen to it, it's almost like listening to it the first time um, in a way, just in the sense that I discover new things um, with every listen. And uh, it's so wonderfully produced, in my opinion. It sounds great. Um, I didn't even, I can't even pick a song from this record for my top five for 2013 because I love every song on it and because um, the record uh, really works best for me as this sort of whole um, from start to finish. And so it is my favorite record uh, of 2013. Um, Just kind of snuck up on me out of nowhere, but um, I have not loved a record uh, or been as obsessed with a record like this um, in quite a while. So I'm very excited about it and will uh, evangelize it to anybody who will listen. So I'm going to let you guys talk now. Well, isn't that what this whole show is about, evangelizing records? Um, I believe it is. Yeah, I was. This was a bit of a grower. It, mm-hmm. it took a, it took is. some time, and yeah, it's 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 very 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 lush. Uh, are you familiar with a with a band called Beirut? Uh, no. Okay. Well, if you if you like this, you'll probably dig them. Beirut is uh, another. It's like technically it's a solo endeavor because uh, the first album was, I think, like mostly one guy playing all the instruments, and maybe he's got a band now and. Um, interesting connection between Beirut and the show is that one of the members of the touring band for Beirut is also one of the, was also a touring member of Capillary Action. So, yeah. cool. 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's very much that sort of old world folky kind of style, but also lush and orchestral. And mm-hmm. it, this all makes sense, I hope. It does, yeah. Yeah. So you know, it reminded me a lot of that. Beirut is another band that yeah, you know, it's it's one of those bands where when you want to hear that, that's what you put on. But you know, I don't want to hear that every day, but I, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but this is definitely it. Um, a lot of the the, the, the vocal interplay on the female led songs are great, and it, it's I don't know if this is going to be in my top five albums of the year, but it's definitely it's it's definitely something I'm glad I got exposed to. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about what you mentioned but anyway sorry go ahead next um yeah i i actually uh kind of agree with rich on that it's a really good album one i'm glad i was exposed to and it's to me i actually got kind of more of a sufjan stevens kind of vibe just Mm. i think i think in some of the the same or not same kind but um similar uh arrangements and and stuff like that kind of remind me of some of you know, his later, you know, stuff like the um, Illinois album and, and stuff like that. But I I, I was uh, digging on it, actually. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. I can see the Sufjan vibe. But the, the vibe I get from Sufjan, from what I've heard, is usually a little more uh, bouncy and poppy. And one thing you can say about this record, about San Fernando, is that it's not really a pop record. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Sufjan fan, although I have not gotten into the entirety of his discography. But... Um. Yeah, he can he can be pretty orchestral at times, also. But I agree, he does tend to have that bounce. Like thinking of of the title track from Illinois in particular. Um, mm. But yeah, I think they're in the same sort of hemisphere, at least musically. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say about it. It's just so I love it so much, and I can't. Um, I actually had to tell myself to not to to only listen to it like once a day because I don't want to overdo it and get sick of it. Um, because it's so uh, wonderful. The vocalists are Alan Tate is the male vocalist and Jess Wolf and Holly Lasig, um, whom, according to iTunes, are from the uh, pop group Lucius, which I actually just uh, started listening to as well. Um, are the those are the female vocalists? So really good. Um, I, I bought this record for my sister for on iTunes for a Christmas present. Um, if you have not heard it yet, you owe it to yourself to give it at least three listens. And then you can never listen to it again if you don't want to. Have you already given it to your sister, though? Because I, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast and otherwise it's small. She doesn't listen, but no, I sent it to her immediately because I wanted her to have plenty of time to listen to it before we got together over the holidays. So, Okay, okay. Yes. I just was saying, you know, like, that would suck if you were all like being Captain Secrecy and being really, really good. And then all of a sudden you just are like, blorp, on the radio show. Turns out. <laughs> um, yeah. Turns out. I mean, turns out. But uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the track list right now on iTunes and just across the board. It's just so wonderful. It has ups and downs and, and it's uplifting and cathartic and, and just gorgeous um, sonically. And, and it's, a, it's a very visual album for me, too. I think for some reason, I don't know what the significance of the of the bull is. The bull is featured in the uh, music video for Sunset, which is also in the show notes. Um, I don't know what the significance of that bull is. But um, just looking at him and looking at the the artwork on SanFermanBand.com, it just really reflects the the color and the the spectacle of, of this record. So, Whew. But it's only an hour show, so we should move on. I mean, we're doing all right on time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this next one is on you, uh, Mr. Keeley. 
Okay. Uh, this week, even, or by week or month or whatever. Period of time. Two, period. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, I chose uh, the second uh, full-length album from Chibomato that is called Stereo Type A. And uh, let's hear a little bit of uh, Sci-Fi Wasabi right now. What's up, B? I'm searching the city for sci-fi wasabi. The start button has been pushed already. Obi-Wan Kenobi is waiting for me. In Union Square, my wheel needs repair. The bike lane's blowing all over the city. My bike specializes in the nitty-gritty. New York City never had equality. It's reality, economic duality. Where are my manities? Tell me my sanity. Ain't no- I think that was the one I picked, right? Um, I, I think, think it was actually... First. Yeah, speechless, but... Oh no! Well, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's it's all good. And Sci-Fi Wasabi is really the the track from this record, as far as I'm concerned. But kind of, yeah. Okay, it is your pick. I don't want to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that I had picked like that. Uh, either of those two, and I, I also was like going like, oh, mentally, oh, I should have also, or I should have done Lint of Love, you know. But so there's a lot of tracks to choose from on this record that are really, really good. Um, and it's it's one where I, I have to admit, like I was a slow grower to um, Viva La Woman, like their their first album. That one, it like there were some of the stuff that I liked, but on as a whole, it just didn't grab me for a long time. And it's actually um, listening to Stereotype A over and over again that made me kind of go back and get that album now. Yeah, I still think Stereotype A is the the better of the two. Uh, just because it's such an amazing record to me. Uh, but, but yeah. And I guess, um, there, as of, um, uh, Valentine's Day this year, there will be a third Chibomato album to perhaps be even better than Stereotype A. Yeah. Good, good timing on this one. Um, uh-huh. yeah. I, I don't think you were planning this. No, I wasn't. And one thing I do think is kind of interesting too, just before I turn it over is that it's, it's the opposite of the sophomore, the, the fabled sophomore slump to me too, just because, you know, usually it's, you know, as, as the reasoning goes, you, you have your f- first, your, your whole life to write your first job, but you only have six months on the bus to write your second. Mm. But I think in, in this case, though, it took a long time. So that's probably why it was so, so good. I think they were like four, four years apart from Viva La Woman, something like that. Something like that. I want to say I'm scrolling the wrong direction in iTunes. Um, yeah, because yeah, Stereotype A came out in 99, and why am I not finding Supermoto? Oh, here we go. Was, Viva La Woman was 96, so three okay. years. Okay, but but yeah, like it's still a, oh, oh, a ways to work on it, and it's... But yeah, but it's also just like a complete evolution of their sound, and it's just real cool. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to let Andrew say his, say what he thinks about this one because uh, I think you can tell I like it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I am also a big fan. Uh, I hit play on this not knowing anything about Chibomato or um, this record in particular, and it uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. It wasn't. I think looking at the at the album art, I didn't really know what to expect it was a probably a thumbnail version so i didn't even notice that they were from china are they chinese or japanese japanese 
yeah, Japanese. Uh, uh, well, there's even... people in both China and Japan, you know, so I don't know if that's out. racist. All right, well, good. Is that pink? Um, you're just saying the, the, the existence of... Wait, which ones are blue? <laughs> I'm just I, I, I think you're thinking of Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> I Smurfed her first. All right. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and I, again, I didn't really know what to expect going in, and it was... Um, kind of right up my alley. I was kind of expecting something just based on the album art. I think I was expecting something kind of out there and maybe not in my wheelhouse, but it was, it was jazzy and funky and, and rhythmic and it sounded really good. And, um, I'm looking at the, the critics review on RDO and I think, um, John Medusky and Billy Martin from Medusky Martin and Wood are part of the band, at least on this record. Um, as was really uh, Sean Lennon. Yeah. 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 Um, which adds, I think, to the, or at least contributes to the funkiness and the, the sound of it. And uh, this particular review says that it relies less on samples and more on their latent funk and jazz elements, which is totally my style. And this album sounds, quote, like summer in New York, eclectic, hot, and funky. Um, and that's, that, kind of, that description kind of works for me. So I was very pleasantly surprised by this record, and um, we'll be listening to it in the future. Yay! Great. Woo! Victory! Yeah, and I hope you guys are uh, going to pick up uh, the next one. Uh, Hotel Valentine is coming out on Valentine's Day of 2014. Mm. And they've already dropped uh, a music video for the first song off of it called uh, MFN. So uh, we should throw a link to that in the show notes. Should. And, nature, uh, motherfucking nature. Yes, earning the explicit tag. Um, and it's really good. Um, I'm not sold on the video part of it, but the song is good. And it features uh, the... Always incredible, Reggie Watts. Have we discussed he's, Reggie Watts on this program? He's a Seattleite. Yes, yes, he is. I his old band played for uh, my college at one year, and it, they were they're they're called uh, Mock Tube, huh. and they were like a very like legit sort of faux reggae dub band, but I didn't really like them. Well, you might like his uh, solo stuff because it's all like vocal loops and. Kind oh of yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've seen him live a couple times. Uh, right, he opened for opening, the Devo shows he, out there. Didn't yeah, he? he opened for Devo twice. Meanwhile, so, yeah, I had to put up with fucking JP Incorporated's terrible TV theme show karaoke. <laughs> no, I'm not angry. <laughs> I like that because that was like this like really long name descriptor of it. Did if it like did it fit all on the marquee? <laughs> well, I think it was just JP Incorporated uh, on the marquee, uh, but, it was, but the whole thing was just him doing like made up TV show theme songs, like karaoke style and uh, whatever. Anyway, Super Mario, like, like they're existing, awesome. for existing shows or no, for 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 made up shows. It, the, oh, jo- so... the joke was like some of them were funny for like the first ten seconds, but they usually went on for about a minute and a half. Hmm. So is it just like? Oh, and here's the theme from Wobble and the Dog. Pretty much. It's Wobble, and he does a thing, and then the dog barks, and then and, and it goes on like that. You, you actually made it. You actually made it better than what he did. Uh, he, he did have like visuals and stuff, but like, yeah, it was just terrible. Anyway, <laughs> I, let's talk about something that's not awful, like Supermoto. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm terribly excited. They, they, I knew they had a new album coming out. They, they got back together in, what, 2011? Did some shows, and I didn't get to see yeah. them. Yeah, I think so. I think they did like kind of like a um, reunion um, nostalgia tour kind of thing, or 
hipster yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, I know they opened for YMO. Oh man, that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and for those of you not in the know, Andrew, YMO is Yellow Magic Orchestra, one of the premier Japanese electronic pop groups from the late 70s and the 80s. That was going to be my fourth guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were actually on Soul Train. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> anyway. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You should throw the link to this the, that in the show notes because it's awesome. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I, this, this is of the... We should talk a little bit about what a, if there's any records we're looking forward to next year. Uh, and I know this is definitely one of the, the four that I know coming out that I'm going to have to get. In fact, I'm, I don't know. No, I didn't pre-order it because you can't pre-order it yet. So, But I am going to the record release party. <laughs> I don't know if there are any records that I'm looking forward to next year. I don't have any on my calendar. Or at least I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. But well, I'm sure it will be a good year. Yeah, I'll give you my list uh, after I blab about my pick this week, if we're all ready for it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, well, the funny thing too is I don't have a list either because, like, basically my list mirrors yours. <laughs> okay. Or I guess, like, except for the the Void Vision, but that's just because I don't know them well enough. Even though I think that they are pretty cool from what I remember and stuff. Okay. Well, I'll take my list. And also, friend of the show, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Let's talk about a certain Mr. Declan McManus, perhaps better known to you as a Mr. Elvis Costello. And my pick this week is the third album that created by Elvis Costello, uh, the second album that he did with his backing band, The Attractions, and it is called Armed Forces. So let's hear a little bit of the, uh, the first song from this record, and it's called Accidents Will Happen. The Uh, there was about a, a few weeks ago, this was just like on repeat for me, this record. And I'm like, wait, I love this record. I love Elvis Costello. How the hell have we gone 20 episodes into a season, a whole season beyond that, without mentioning Elvis Costello? And also, when I was listening to it most recently, uh, during that little binge period, I, I really picked up on the bass playing. And I thought, wait, I didn't realize just how good the bass player was in this band. So hopefully Andrew picked up on that. Uh, let me actually see who that bass player was. He's not with the band anymore, unfortunately, which is why they're now the Imposters. But uh, uh, Bruce Thomas. Thomas, Bruce Thomas, Bruce yeah. Thomas, and oh, oh my God, the Bruce bass playing is so great. And the well, and of course, Elvis Costello's lyrics are some of the most incredible. The the man spits out vitriol and makes it sound like uh, like cheesecake, unless he wants it not to sound like cheesecake. <laughs> So, um, there, there's so many great songs on this record. Um, Oliver's Army is one of the great anti-racism, anti-imperialism songs. I've thrown a link to that in the show notes, the video for that. Um, the video does have some racist imagery, but the racist imagery is to serve the point that racism is bad, as is colonialism. So, Yeah, same with the, ly- the lyric. There, there is a particular word that is not enjoyed right. by many. Yes, uh, in the context of a slur used against the Irish, actually, but uh, well, yeah, but but still, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not for the uh, faint of heart, but the song itself is really really good, and 
you can't listen to the song with half those words because it 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 works and it, it's important. So, well, yeah, it's it's kind of the point. I mean, it's and it's very much not pro racism. Yeah, because that would be kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, there was the uh, the. Um, Oh, Ray Charles incident. The Ray Charles incident, uh, which Ray Charles actually forgave him for. So, um, yeah, I'll try to find a link to that in the show notes. But oh my goodness! And don't forget, this album does have. Well, the original British English version of the album didn't have it, but there's the non-album single, a cover of Nick Lowe's "What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding," which is Elvis basically made that song his. And Nick Lowe even says, "No, that, that's that's Elvis' song now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's such an iconic song too. It's. I mean, it's kind of funny that, uh, that, a, that a non-album single would be such a, a iconic thing. Yeah. Well, only, only well, the non-album single is really a British phenomenon. So That's true, too. So Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I love it. I could harp on it for hours. I could talk for hours. Uh, my mind's been sleepwalking while I'm putting the word. No. Okay. Um, Andrew, what, what did you think of this? Because <clears throat> this, is, this is one of those things I'm really hoping you love because of everything. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. First of all, I think that Declan McManus is a way cooler name than Elvis Costello, uh, but I will not judge his motives for <laughs> changing his name. Um, yeah, I think that I don't know anything about Elvis Costello other than I acquired, uh, I think, on your recommendation, this year's model. I don't that's know what... That's, yeah, that's the, the second album, and that's, that's very good as well. Okay, that's the second album. So I was wondering where this came in, uh, in the overall Costello context. Um, but yeah, it was good. The, the bass playing is definitely good. I can definitely appreciate the, uh, wordplay and the, the, the scope, uh, of his lyrics and the vocabulary, uh, being an English, a student of, of the English language as I am. And, um, you know, great pop hooks, great music behind it. I think the, the biggest obstacle is actually his voice for me is a little bit, not that I don't dislike it at all. It's just, uh, it can, I think it can get a little bit tiresome for me at times. Um, but, uh, but you know, listening to what song is this right now that's playing and I'm listening to senior service. Um, the hook is really like, it's such a vocal hook and it really is dependent on his voice and his intonation. Um, so I think it's something that would, that will, uh, grow on me over time. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to have uh, had this introduction to Elvis Costello because I previously was unaware and I like the elephants on the cover. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the British cover. The American cover is just like a bunch of paint splatters, which isn't nearly as cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Elvis was signed to... Uh, was he on Stiff when he put out his albums? Um, I think so, yeah. I think... I know, like, the first, you know, few singles were on Stiff, but I think I think the first couple albums were, too. And then... But I think by Armed Forces, I think he had jumped to a, a major. Okay. Well, I had the case, like, a lot of his early albums, the uh, the album design was by Barney Bubbles, who is... Yeah, yeah uh, and this is a this is a Barney Bubbles one. Yeah, and he, he, he he's one of the great uh, album designers of the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, he did, um, the, again, a lot of the Elvis Costello stuff. Uh, the the hook track out, uh, this week, Accidents Will Happen, he, uh, Barney Bubbles designed the album sleeve, uh, the, sorry, the single sleeve for that, uh... And it was released inside out <laughs> because accidents will happen. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Sort of like the off register original pressing of um, this year's model. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always like too. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Oh, have you seen the video for Accidents Will Happen? It's in the show notes. Oh, okay, awesome. Because yeah. that was by um, oh, I'm blanking on their names, but they were the the team that went on to create Max Headroom. Oh, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was hand drawn or CGI, but because it, it's hard to tell. I that's hand drawn. I mean, that's you know, I think too early for CGI at that point. Yeah, kind of like if you ever seen the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV series. Yeah, that's all hand, which is really yeah. cool. Hi, we're nerds. Um, yeah. By the way, for if you generally really want to do a deep dive into Elvis, there's a Elvis Costello. That is, there's a whole wiki about Elvis Costello that I have a th- thrown into the show notes as well. You know, with a detailed gigography and all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, and you know, he actually—I uh, don't know. Did you watch the uh, the iPhone five five uh, S announcement, Andrew? Yes. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Elvis Costello did the uh, performance there, uh, the music performance after that. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh, what did he play? Uh, he did. Um, What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Uh, he did a song off the album he had just released with the Roots. Oh yeah, but it was just him solo um, on electric guitar, and he did. Uh, he busted out this really early version of Radio Radio. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the song called like uh, Radio Soul, which became oh, Radio Radio. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah. So I'll see if I can find links to that and throw that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, you might have to grab the whole keynote off of YouTube and just link to the, the time mark or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the man has had a hell of a career. Um, and I feel kind of bad because I sort of, after the album he put out, uh, after uh, Spike, I sort of like haven't bothered with anything he put out between that and... Uh, until like some of his more recent stuff, like Momofuku and Secret Profane and Sugarcane, and I think I'm still and actually a little behind because I don't have the one he did with the Roots yet. Yeah, I don't have that one either. But like, I think that there there are some gems in that post Spike discography, and actually, I I would I would probably take issue with calling Spike a ma- like in the, a gem as well. I didn't I didn't care for that album, but I mean, even though it does have like Veronica on there, which is like a phenomenal song, and Tramp but, the Dirt Dan, which is about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I mean, there are some gems like in there. Um, I actually, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, I actually like the, the Backrack album, uh, Painted from Memory. And then there's the, um, the, the one he did with Alan Toussaint is really awesome called, um, uh, River in Reverse. Huh. That, that one you, you should really check out. In general, though, I guess my advice to anyone who's new to Elvis is to just start from the beginning and work your way forward now. Um, you know, My Aim is True has some of the classic songs, uh, uh, you know, it's got Less Than Zero and Allison and, uh, Angels Want to Wear My Red Shoes and Watching the Detectives. Um, it, you know, he, he was just on this like string of like, incredible albums early on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think like the only misstep in like the first six albums is Goodbye Cruel World. Yeah. And then he turns around and it puts out Blood and Chocolate, which is amazing. Yes. I love Blood and Chocolate. That that is like one of my favorite Elvis albums, actually. I think my favorite is Trust. Mm. I, well, my all-time favorite is this year's model, but but like Blood and Chocolate's really high up there, along with uh, Imperial Bedroom too. Yeah. yeah, Imperial Bedroom, I have a little trouble getting into. Um, it's it's not bad. Just then, oh, don't forget, Almost Blue is the is this album a country music cover. So if you're not a country music fan, you might want to skip that one. Yeah, although if you are, he does a very, very good job of it. So, I mean, like, I, I really like that record. Uh, yeah. 
but I'm a country guy to some to some extent. So yeah, and that that's more than fair. Yeah, yeah. There 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 are some people who just don't like country music. I I, I don't like contemporary country. I'm developing a taste for real country. Yeah. And uh, which reminds me, I still need to check out some more Robbie Folks. Didn't he just put out something? Yes, uh, his new record is um, Gone Away Backward, and I will probably be putting um, something in there from that record for the best of 2013 show, which is coming up. Yeah, that'll be early in the new year. Yes. Andrew, I think you wanted to talk about this Rushmore thing. Rushmore thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to say about it, um, other than that it is a... It's a new website, right? Because this is oh yeah, I'm just going to it because I haven't been on it since I signed up for the thing. But Rushmore.fm is this new um, music-oriented sort of social network type thing. I think Rich, did you tell me about this? I did, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, and I haven't looked at it since uh, I signed up for it. But you can go on there and pick a bunch of your favorite musicians and stuff, and follow people and get artist news i guess and stuff and it's very visual and kind of um i guess it has a nice layout out here um i don't know i i feel like uh this is something that you know right now i'm following three people who are those three people one of which is rich uh (laughs) frank chimero and andy mcmillan okay um yeah i think it's gonna be one of those things that nobody joins but it would be really cool if any if everybody did um yeah i don't know like uh, what was what was it that one ping? I think. Yeah. Oh, ping the iTunes is, uh... thing. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a little cooler than ping, especially since okay. it's not trying to sell you anything. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing with Rushmore is that it's kind of like all music, except that it's crowdsourced. So, like, if there's an artist you're into, I've been adding like a lot of my uh, indie, more independent stuff to it. Like uh, the 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 cool little indie. I added Capillary Action and Jonathan Pfeffer and Void Vision and stuff. And um, isn't it kind of like Wikipedia in that way that you can. Yeah. Like, if there's no page for your artist, you can go in and make one. Right. So, you know, that's cool. And, yeah, it's it's interesting. And it, it's, it is really gorgeous, I think hmm. so. Yeah, definitely check it out, because the more people they can get on there, you know, the, the more things they can do with it. Yeah, I will put a link to my profile in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Is it, like, the name, like named after the uh, Wes Anderson movie, or...? I have no idea if that's where they got the name, but uh, the the icon is a uh, is like a stylized mountain. So, oh, okay, so it's probably that Rushmore, right? Though Mount Rushmore doesn't look anything near like a stylized mountain. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a mountain, but it's just got dudes in it. Yeah. So, um, uh, let me tell you my my picks for twenty. My, my what I'm looking forward to for 2014 because uh, I, I, there's an interesting trend among them all, which I didn't realize at first. Uh, in, in order, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Dum Dum Girls record, uh, Too True, which I've already pre-ordered from iTunes. Uh, then there's the new Sibamato, and there's the new uh, St. Vincent, which is self-titled. And my goodness, the, uh, the, 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 the lead-off track from that, single from that, uh, Birth in Reverse, is absolutely mind-blowing. Have, have, I've listened to it once, um, and I liked it, so i got to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. Pre- pre-order the whole record, Yeah, because it, it, if that's... The lead off, then goodness, goodness knows what else is going to be in there. Uh, and the Void Vision friend of the show, uh, Sherry Very, who I picked last year for one of my best of 2012 tracks, and I think she's made the best of 2013 as well. She's finally putting out her first full length, uh, Sub Rosa, in March. So that'll be really exciting. Um, 
you know, it, that, that's, it, I'm just, it, it, it's just fun and interesting that suddenly, oh, hey, for the four albums coming out next year and they're all by female artists and that, that makes me very happy. No comment like on that one, huh? People. I, I like, like the female artists. Yeah. I like, I like people who are good. And yeah. those, those people are all good. So a plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. I don't know what else is coming out in 2014. These are the only things I know about. Yeah, I don't know. What's Let's look at my calendar. On? I don't know. It's like, let me see 2014 in music on Wikipedia. Let's see anything coming. I don't know. <laughs> I think you tweeted that 2014 was off to a good start right between St. Vincent and somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the album's released in 2014. <sighs> Bruce Springsteen's got a new album coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah? Apparently. Oh, I knew you were my... <laughs> um, as does Limp Bizkit, apparently, so... You can take your, your cookie and die because you, you suck, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. No one likes you. On the other hand, the presence, you got the presence of the United States of America. Oh, yeah, I, I, I contributed to that Kickstarter thingy. Oh, yeah. I think it was on Indiegogo or somebody else, but it's it's a Kickstarter type of thing, and I contributed to it because I was all like, "Yes, presidents need to make a new record." Is there only like one original member there? No, I think it's still like the the core. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's like a yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming out apparently according to Wikipedia. So, any seeing any good shows next year? Anyone? Hmm. The only one I have scheduled right now is uh, Umphreys on, I think, the 7th of February. I did spend uh, last weekend in Boston, though, uh, because we went to see the Wooten Brothers at Paradise Rock Club in Boston. Have you guys ever been there? No. no. It is, uh, it's a little club type venue. I think it's between, I think it's either 750 or, or 900 people or something like that. And um, it's... It was great. I mean, the Wooten brothers, if you ever have a chance to see Victor Wooten do anything, um, you should go. But um, this particular show was billed as the Wooten brothers, and it was all uh, Victor and his his three um, living brothers. He, they have one other brother who, um, who passed away um, a couple of years ago, I think. And um, the show is just amazing, and they just, they're incredible musicians, and they put on an amazing show and very, very fun. Um, but the venue I was particularly impressed with because it was – uh, the Paradise Rock Club in Boston, and it was a small club-sized venue, like 750 people, like I said, and it was the sound was just amazing. Like I saw in passing, like a Yelp review that said the acoustics were good, and like everybody thinks that, but but um, we got there, and and uh, the opening band Sole Monde, um, which is also really good, keyboards and drums. Um, the sound was just fantastic. Like no matter where you were standing in the venue, like it was just incredibly clear and crisp and and awesome. Um, so that was really good. So if you ever have a chance to see uh, a show at the Paradise Rock Club, I recommend wholeheartedly endorse that venue. Hmm, I'll keep that in mind if I'm ever in Boston. Yes. And I'm surprised I haven't been up there because uh, it's not that far by bus. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, being in central Connecticut, I'm equidistant to New York and Boston. So which kind of makes up slightly makes up for the fact that nobody ever comes to Connecticut specifically. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a heck of a trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've already booked myself for, um, I mentioned Sibamato. Uh, I want to try to see if I can get like tickets for the Dum Dum Girls on the 30th of January, despite the fact that it's sold out. 
Um, maybe there'll be door tickets. I don't know. Um, going to go see St. Vincent in uh, February as well. I saw her with David Byrne, and that was easily one of the best shows of 2012 for me, so it'll be great to see her solo. Uh, going to see Cut Copy in March. Uh, they put out a new album this year, which is pretty good. Um, and ch- Churches from the previous episode. I think you're thinking of Churches. <sighs> I'm churches uh, are playing Terminal Five in May, so I, I figured that was going to sell out, so I, I grabbed that as soon as I could. Nice. So I'm 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 not sure. I, I'm looking forward to that because maybe they'll have some new tracks in the and some new songs that they're working on. But uh, I've seen some videos. I don't know how good of a live show they have, but we'll find out. I hear they go into the audience and they punch people. I hear that <laughs> from my brain. Cool. It likes to lie. <laughs> Nah, we need some more confrontation at live shows these days. They've gotten stale. <laughs> yeah, and, and not just jerks in the mosh pit. We need band jerks in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, if, Beating if, the shit if, out of them with their guitars and dramophones. Yeah. Well, if anyone tries to like, yell dirty shit, dirty shit at Lauren from churches, she should get in the crowd and punch them because fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess the next, ep- next, like I said, next episode, we're going to be doing our top five songs of 2013. So, uh, get those, uh, get those lists in order now. And, uh, if you have any picks that you want, uh, any songs of 2015 that you like, uh, 2015? Hello. <laughs> if you can read the future. Yes, let us know what to look forward to in 2015. <laughs> yeah. Now, if there's but any let songs. Let us know from- what to look forward to, like, this year, so that way we know if you're full of crap or not. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what uh, what you thought was good in 2013, and you know, give us your top five songs. And yeah, if we like them, we'll we'll tell them, we'll share them with the world too. So, and if we don't, we'll we'll secretly laugh. Yes, it'll be all teehee teehee. This person chose this teehee teehee. So, uh, well, might as well wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> but where can we find each other on the internet, Matt? I oh, Andrew, am I guess. at. Uh, uh, AndrewMarvin.net. Sorry, I guess we had a delay there. Uh, AndrewMarvin.net, AndrewMarvin on Twitter, AndrewMarvin on app.net, AndrewMarvin on last time. I think that's it. Andrew Rushmore. Yep. Matt? Um, I am KittySneezes.com. KittySneezes on the Tumblr, on the Twitter, on the app.net, on everything. And I am SandsPoint.com. My name is Rich. You can find me at SandsPoint on the Twitter and the app.net and the SandsPoint.com. WannaBreathMint.com is my Tumblr where someone where I just reposted a mashup of Come On Fahogwa Gods uh, from Homestar Runner with Daft Punk's Get Lucky. <laughs> so, which I'm honestly amazed that, that this didn't happen earlier. And of course, we're CrushOnRadio.com, Crush on Radio on the Twitter, uh, Crush on Radio on the Facebook, and CrushOnRadio.com and on iTunes. Love us, give us a review. We love you. And whew, we'll talk to you in the new year. Hoot slap, poot slap, donsk, what's that staunch? <laughs>